Hi there, welcome to another episode of the next chapter by Balisas Khomosomutsumi. As you know, this is a podcast where we delve into the concept of failure and also look at it from a different vantage point. In this series, I have chosen several books and curated a list of books that I think speak to this notion of failure and generally using it as a vehicle for change. This next author, or rather poet, is somebody that I have read extensively throughout my adulthood, but also somebody that I have seen perform her poetry widely in Johannesburg. She is a healer, poet, and a publisher, and somebody that I respect very much. Her name is Vangile Ganjo, and I will be choosing snippets of her poetry and also reviewing the anthology she wrote um, and published through her publishing company with two other amazing women called Impepo Press and um, the publication is called Red Cotton. Enjoy. Hi, um, it's been a while. I am really, really excited to delve into Season 2, Episode 7 of this series that I have curated for you to enjoy on any given day. Um, But also, specifically, I think my podcast is for people that really want to deep dive into this idea of failure, but also how failure can also seep through our different stories and daily mundane realities. Um, I got an email this morning (laughs) and it was really, really amazing to hear. Um, Someone asked me what my podcast was about and what kind of topics I cover. And this was somebody that I kind of Um, didn't expect to actually ask me those questions Um, but it was refreshing it it really reminded me of the amount of time it's taken me to kind of come back to episode 7 because I actually wrote notes um, based off the book um, that I'm going the the anthology that I'm going to review today and it's called Red Cotton by Vangila Gancho A couple of years ago, just to share an anecdote, um, I hosted a series of talks at a artist studio in Newtown in Johannesburg. And my then partner um, was somebody that had a business selling books. And I arranged for Vangile and some of her fellow poets that she had published to drop off um, three anthologies one that is one of my favorite it's surviving loss um and then one um by um surviving loss is written by 
a wonderful poet that I have forgotten at the moment. Her name is just at the tip of my tongue and I will remember her during the course of the podcast. Apologies for that. And um, she dropped off her anthology, which was which she had written, and it's called Red Cotton. And the third anthology was by um, um, also another lovely poet that I enjoy reading as well. And the name seems to escape me. Um, but yeah, we are we'll remember them. And I apologize for anybody that wants to know their their names i will definitely make sure that in my outro i tell you who they are but in the in 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 formalizing my anecdote and really putting together what it is that i wanted to say was that this anthology landed on my lap um not by accident but with a purpose and I really appreciated the effort that Vangile put in dropping off those anthologies because they cemented a very deep part of how I viewed black women's writing um, in South Africa. And she's been a, a, a vital part of my own writing um, because I really read her um, most of the time when I need inspiration. I read Red Cotton. Um, because it's such a healing um, body of work but apart from that I think that when I started reading poetry again because I hadn't read poetry for a long time I used to attend poetry sessions in my home city a long time ago I was probably a teenager at the time and there were very few black women who recited poetry and performed poetry on stage and I really enjoyed um, delving into the performance aspect of poetry at the time. As I grew older, I really realized that poetry had become such a a solemn um, moment for me because I was unable to to see it for what it was at the time. One, it's quite personal and, and political, so I didn't really want to in 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 you know engage with it in that uh, in that way um as i grew older and i think i guess i was very interested very much interested in african literature from a fiction perspective and i read a lot of fiction in my teens and in my 20s and uh, towards my late 20s i started really looking at going back to reading poetry um mostly very very um not so much a lot um black women's uh, poetry but um more um western poetry so just wanting to understand the english literature canon from a poetic perspective and also because my younger brother was studying poetry and i wanted to really just engage him on many levels um, so I went back to reading poetry through him. Um, and it's problematic and one could argue that, you know, our educational system doesn't cater for our young black children to read our own black writers. But, you know, we are here now and I try as much as possible to expose him to as, you know, to a wide variety of content 
even though he's not really into that um so yeah um the 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 point that i'm trying to make is that um for the first time (laughs) in my 30s i actually enjoyed reading an anthology back to front and i enjoyed reading poetry before however it wasn't as captivating as this one right um we live in an age where social media has encom- has has consumed us so much that some of the poetic voices that we know and are exposed to are on social media on instagram or they share their stuff on on social media facebook and etc and it 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 really made me despondent to read poetry in that way so i didn't i shut down every time i would see small uh writing um you know that would make me feel very uncomfortable actually um so i i shut down as a reader um and it wasn't until to, it wasn't until that talk actually that I had at the artist studio where I actually got exposed to people like Danai Muputa, Vangile uh, Gancho, um, Busisiwe, and, and Sarah. Um, yeah, I remembered them actually. There you go. That I really became aware of the voices that we had. I even got exposed to another lady. Um, who's also very much a, a beautiful, beautiful poet, um, who also had her anthology. Um, I got exposed to uh, Flo Wellington. You know, um, Flo is a publisher, and she also brought uh, through some of her anthologies. How um, there's a anthology that she wrote on on Joburg and Gauteng. I think it's called Train. Um, yeah, so um, excuse me if I forget some of the names because it's it's been quite some time since I read those anthologies and I have them in my collection. Um, and in in many aspects, I feel like these black women have really done it. You know, they've really done well in trying to create a culture of of poetry and of performance poetry first of all uh, because I, I when I first moved to Johannesburg those were the only women that I was exposed to and who put up shows um, all the time um, and I would go and check them out and 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 sometimes support them in whatever um, event that they would host and I think that the the real reason why I went back to this anthology, and I've read it many times, is that Red Cotton, um, and I wrote here on my notebook, um, Red Cotton, firstly, what I enjoyed about um, Gancho's poetry is its softness and tone, how she includes various stories in one poem, and continues to remember people in her life. I think when I read her for the first time, I read her thinking about her performance 
during her launch and remembering some of the people that were present at the launch and becoming involved in the poetry in that way but reading the first poem um i suddenly became aware of the magnitude of the kind of poet she is um and also reading the last poem it's almost a sense that i now have come to relate to her in a way that an old you know and and i i've come to relate to her as an elder to me, for me vangile's voice in this poetry anthology feels so much like an elder um and the last poem is titled there is an old woman across the river and for 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 some reason the first and the last po- poems are very much related in my own analysis right it's like her first poem is titled i'm standing in the middle of the road and the last poem is titled there is an old woman across the river and even if one was to say that red cotton is not necessarily a storybook um it's actually what it's it, it is in in and of itself a story a, like a whole story in 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 many in many acts right and she calls it a poetry novella which i quite like because in a way we get to know her through these many stories many these many acts that she narrates in this poetry novella and we kind of understand her more as she delves deeper with each with each and every story so with with that said um i think this the the one thing that really resonated for me in this a poetry anthology or rather poetry novella is that um some of the poetry is very very short and sweet but very spicy <laughs> right um and i i say this with with so much respect for some of the things that she has had to brave and and write about and it it's not easy for someone to really think about and think about certain incidents in her family's life in her life or even some of the things that she's had to come across or encounter and um it 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 it, it is something that is 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 very much sacred and when i read the poetry anthology i'm always reminded of the the sacredness of her words and the sharing that she offers to us in a way that no one else has ever done in a very long time um and because this podcast is really about sharing well this this recent series is a really about sharing some of the the literature that i'm reading or, or navigating to figure out certain things about my own um take on what is failure right um and some of the things that she's written written um 
she's written about do denote a form of puncture a failure in a sense by our own society in not respecting women and not respecting what women need and not looking and seeing women for who they really are and so she documents different characters within this poetry novella um, in a way that really speaks to the kind of poet that she is um I've written a couple of things here and I've written that her third poem which is something that really struck me um I love the title first of all I I I think everybody in every black child has come across Esiskuki at some point in their life whether they've been young and I mean I'm generalizing when I say every black child but in my culture in my context there has been a siskuki in my life you know is not necessarily being called siskuki but she was called somebody her name was different from siskuki and the third poem is titled siskuki when you read that poem you just get who siskuki is you just understand that siskuki is this woman who's radical who does not take shit from anyone excuse my language and really just calls a spade a spade right and can do anything and everything to protect you know any any child that is not you know hers and also protects the the people around her right and in any in any instance i think that the poem siskuki which i'm going to page through now and read is one of the best i have ever read um in her anthology in this poetry novella um it's it's a very punchy well put together poem that even if you don't understand who she's who 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 she's talking about or you don't understand what she's talking about the last stanza will tell you exactly who Siskuki is um so i'm going to start i mean i i have re- i have read some of the poetry uh live on instagram but i deleted the instagram uh, post so i'll start by reading it lord help me because I you know my vision is quite yeah I'll just leave it at that I'll start reading <laughs> and you guys can also get a copy um from Bangile you can actually go buy her her poetry novella um and um yeah here goes Siskuki When I was 3 We lived next to a woman named Siskuki. Mama couldn't understand why I loved her so much. I would sneak out of the window or the door when she wasn't looking. Sometimes I would disappear into the tides of Itoitoi. Mama learned to keep an eye out for those. Lock the doors, close the windows, tied me with a towel to her back. I once followed Itoitoi all the way to Leondale. before washing up at the feet of a woman from our neighborhood. Siskuki would sit 
sit me on her waist, serving beer, cracking jokes. Sometimes she'd place me on a chair in the middle of a conversation, ask someone to watch me while she went about fetching something or breaking up fights. I think Mama was scared someone would touch me. I never told her the man who collected money at the church used to kiss me with his mouth open. Once, Siskuki chased out with an axe an old man who brought a schoolgirl into her yard. She slapped the girl and sent her home. After that, on days when Mama had to work, she would drop me off herself. So, I mean, I'm, it's quite clear that this poem is heavily, heavily descriptive of the kind of person Siskuki is. And I think the one thing that really encapsulates the idea of the puncture that I've just described in the very beginning is the fact that, you know, how the, you know, the protagonist's mom has been scared that, you know, somebody might touch her, somebody might do something to her, and how this woman, um, was sort of like a protective, a protective, um, overprotective um, friend, aunt, mother, you know, mother figure, so to speak. When the ma- when the real mom wasn't around, when the biological mom wasn't around, and I think this it speaks to the kind of community communal. Um, and I write here in my notebook that it it speaks to the kind of the nature in which this, her poetry is by nature communal and I think there are people who tend to be at the center of the narrative and the conversation and a poet is 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 more more so like a person who grabs onto or gravitates towards putting things into perspective for a nation or a people and this this very poem does that i love and enjoy the way the poem has been put together in terms of the 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 idea that there could be you know it could be anyone really to have that siskuki could be ubuti could be a brother you know um it doesn't necessarily have to be a sis you know because by virtue of saying sis, it means that you know we uh, we claim it, we claim her to be, we we identify her to be a woman. But it could also be a man who could you know be that kind of Siskuki esque type of character. Um, yeah, and she's quite a queen, you know, very much a a a a, a queen in her own right. All right, so that's the third, that's like literally the third poem that I love in this poetry anthology. And I cannot stress the amount of power it holds for me. And then obviously there's certain poems in in the poetry novella that Bangila Gantra has written that really speak to me personally and um, 
the one that really speaks to me is called small girl and i'm gonna read it and hopefully i'll do justice to it um so here it goes small girl with moths in her mouth speaks anger in glances knows the dagger of words small girl big voice moves in silence knows how earthquakes begin in the rumbling of her stomach entire families collapse small girl cares too much for such a small girl small girl with treacherous eyes carries too much feeling in her lungs knows the sting of lonely small girl sees too much breathes too much takes up too much air small girl is too much mirror and expectation too much wanting more small girl should know better than to try fight the sun small girl with hands of spades small girl dreams too much hopes too much wants to plant and grow small girl thinks she is the ocean small girl is a scream small girl will break her heart with all this want small girl is not even the wind small girl must learn to swallow and be pretty yeah um yeah so when i first read this poem three things came to mind one the i the fact that we often ascribe being small um and how powerful it is for someone to take away that notion and place power into how this this the smallness of this character can be so incredibly um empowering um and i mean we all have the small girl in us there's a small girl in 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 most of us that you know wants too much wishes too much and it, you know there's a small girl that is full of fire and you know and has dag uh, you know knows the the dagger of words because that's very like painful that's very intense that's that's full of um pain lots of pain you know and the i the 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 visual aspects of this poem is very very vivid right and i'm almost even like emotional thinking about how when i read it it really it really spoke to me um it really spoke to me in many ways small girl cares too much for such a small girl um so when even in the moment of wanting to be small you you you're not the poem demands that you that you read it in a way that should not be small it really demands that you become smaller but not small <laughs> i don't know if i'm i'm really making people understand what i'm talking about but 
it makes me really powerful when I read it because I know in my mind when I read such poetry it ignites something in me a fire and a and a, a sense of belonging that I'm not that small right and the fact that you know there there's certain contradictions like the we can we, there's so many things that we can that can coexist in one person and it, it this is it right it's a it's a com- it's a complete picture of what kind of um issues one can deal with um at a go um the next poem i i, I want to go through certain things quickly because i'm running also out of time because i've spoken so much about the way this poetry anthology has made me feel that i am losing track of where i want to go um there's also yeah there's also one of my favorites in this poetry anthology and it's called a small girl guide for wayward women so yeah i'll let the words of this poem speak for itself a small girl guide for wayward women be a witch a temptress be free in love and sex have lots of sex smear yourself all over their bibles stain their linen with your cum Be wild, speak out of turn, throw your head back in laughter, sit with your legs open, let the wind kiss your lady wink. She's no lady. Flirt with the first person you see, reek of sex, smell your fingers, taste them, let her scent sit on your upper lip, enjoy the throbbing of his pumping in a queue at the bank, make the teller envy you, let out an ah, throw your head back. in laughter um so in essence my the serious serious part of this poetry novella is in this poem for me right it's a it's a declaration of how women who choose to embody and to raise the small girl in them can become wayward in their own approach in their own way of um dealing with life and dealing with anything that they come across um i love the first stanza because it says be a witch you know attemptress be free in love and sex have lots of sex and it demands so much of us to really look into how we have positioned ourselves as women in not um giving ourselves a chance to be free in our own way also taking into consideration that we come from a very deep um painful past and that it has influenced in the way in which we we navigate the world we we gravitate towards certain relationships or certain people 
and our traumas and our, our way of understanding is influenced by those traumas and those painful experiences however in with that said this poem demands and is asking of us to kind of look into um those wounds and not let those wounds consume us and 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 let out an ah you know and 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 get our lay our heads back in laughter and create you know a way for us to have a conversation around joy and being in pleasure and 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 enjoying that pleasure um whether it's with ourselves or with other people or with our lovers and within our relationships um so in with that said the the idea that joy is 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 difficult to attain um in in moments of painful experiences is very very much for me it's very much walked um one can one is able to find joy in the small in the small in small ways in the smallest ways in 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 ways in which that we can try and make sense of our you know our own our own our own lives and for me this is has this this has been one of the best learning one of the best learning materials that i've had at hand navigating the past few months the past few weeks before this episode um and my my own life has changed tremendously by reading this poetry anthology over and over again and sometimes it would just be one poem at a time you know i would just page through the book and i would find something in the stanza in a sentence and i would just find healing and for me the one thing that i've always said um about vangila ganch's poetry is that it manages to in, to capture the 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 kind of moment that we have gone through as a country as a people and as black children um and 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 she manages to do that really well um if anybody is interested to know when it was published it is also um vangila ganchos um it's also part this poetry novella is part uh written as as vangila ganchos master's thesis in creative writing at the university currently known as rose and um earlier versions of some poems in this book have appeared in the following websites literary journals and anthologies atlanta review illuminations new coin new contrast to breathe into another voice chini typecast and as a video on youtube so it was published in 2018 and it is published by Impepo Press which she runs with wonderful wonderful 
um, women in publishing, um, Tanya Pretorius and Sarah Gottsall. Um, Sarah Gottsall is also a poet and um, one of the people that also have been tremendously reading um, now and then. And um, yeah, this is our seventh episode reviewing Red Cotton. And it's one of the best that I've read in a long time. As you can hear, I'm breathing through the <laughs> through the podcast because there's so much that is unpacked in this poetry novella. It it, it you literally have to sit down maybe three or five times, three to five times to kind of understand the depths of the stories and the, the amount of time it has taken to arrive at a place where one could actually, you know, um, finish it. You know, it, it, it's really like a, it's really a deep dive into really, really immense issues that I think every woman, every man, anyone who is interested to know how um, as a community we can start to to see ourselves through you know in 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 various ways in various situations and also dream of another uh, and dream up ways to exist beyond violence and um, abuse um, yeah Thank you very much for listening. I am really grateful. As you know, this is the Next Chapter podcast by Balisa Sokomutumutumi. You can find me on Twitter at Jaji, T-Y-A-T-Y-I, and on Instagram as well at Jaji, T-Y-A-T-Y-I. I am also contactable on email. You can send an email I've recently gotten a very, very, very cool email address. Uh, you can contact me um, at balisa at semazatzalibrary.africa. It's balisa at semazatza, S-E-M-A-T-S-A-T-S-A, library, library, one word, at, at semazatzalibrary.africa. And um, yeah, see you on the next chapter thank you for joining me once again on this episode of the next chapter podcast by Balisa Sokomotsumutsumi I'd like to also send a shout out to Vangila Ganjo for this wonderful poetry novella called Red Cotton it's been such a pleasure on late nights early mornings on Sundays reading through some of the stories and some of the words that you've offered us in this way one of the things that I appreciate about poetry now is to understand that sometimes one just needs to just read that tiny little stanza that encapsulates everything that you're feeling and that's what poetry does. Poetry ignites us, builds us, fires up inside and makes us make, make sure that we 
check in with ourselves on a soul level and if anytime we feel alone poetry will always be there to make us feel wanted affirmed and loved it is with these words that i leave you and ask you to please in whatever capacity in whatever way don't forget to nudge the next person and ask them anything make them feel whole make them feel wanted make them feel seen because that's what this poetry anthology has done for me it's made me feel seen and that's what matters at the end of the day all of us not a single one of us wants to go without being seen or heard with that said i'll love i'd love for you to um join me again on the next episode of the next chapter podcast and please don't hesitate to email me any feedback that you might have on my email address balisa at samatsalibrary.africa or you can follow me on twitter at jaji t-y-a-t-y-i-m it is a pleasure as always to review books and now poetry <laughs> by africans who live on the continent and the diaspora it is so so good to finally finish a poetry anthology by a black woman writer and someone that i personally know would have appreciated every single moment of this review thank you and catch you in the next episode Thank you.